Okay, good morning. Today is Wednesday, July 5 here in Taiwan. I'm on my own. Um, it's uh, no class because it's July 4th in the U.S. But I feel like I want to um, do this lecture and complete the introduction to the <clears throat> um, timeline of Earth history uh, from the raw material compiled by my friend Lawrence Manzo. Last time we we're on page four, um, question 13.23, 13.23, session 13. Ra asking about how a third density planet becomes a fourth density planet. This is the last of the strictly um, cosmogenesis related questions or uh, exchanges that was put into the introduction here. So going from infinity to intelligent infinity to generation of light to the laws naturally producing uh, light in seven ray form throughout galaxies, stars, planets, dimensions, beings, bodies <clears throat> as the basis of soul evolution in this cosmic plan. Um, the last two questions here, 18.5 and 18.6, uh, uh, have a little bit of a, a directional change. I wasn't sure initially why um, Lawrence put them into the introduction, because they're not strictly of cosmogenesis or cosmology, <clears throat> but they're very much associated with um, cosmic law regarding soul purpose being soul evolution, or soul purpose and cosmic law. Um, the laws associated with what we're here to do, how to fulfill our rightful purpose in this creation um, generated as it has been, <laughs> appearing to be generated and appearing as it is. What should we do, basically? Uh, what should we do to grow more into the law of one, not understanding necessarily that there is development beyond six density. Uh, law of one as the truth of unity, as well as the awareness of six density associated with six chakra. Uh, Don in 18.5 is asking, what should we do? And it's associated with a question that Jim wrote out at that time. Likewise, 18.6 is basically saying what um, what other breaking of the law of one um, other than infringing on people what other breaking should we not do <laughs> uh, it's, it's sort of a strangely worded question 18.6 but again it's about <clears throat> what should we do okay this is the apparent the structure of apparent creation um, galaxies stars planets dimensions rays, chakras, beings, bodies, time and space. <clears throat> what are we supposed to do in it? And I'll just read 18.5 and then comment and then 18.6 and then comment as usual. Uh, I'll do the whole hour on these two <laughs> questions. So I've evolved from several hours per session to one hour per two questions. Uh, they're very rich and a bit convoluted, I think, the answers in 18.5, 18.6. Uh, <clears throat> hi, 
high concentrated and a little strange language and not not fully understandable by me i don't quite understand all of the the detail of the language chosen in ra's replies here but i get a sense of it so that's what we're going to do <clears throat> and um I'm alone in my room talking to no one as usual, and so it's a little different feeling for me than knowing there are a couple of folks listening um, in the class. But I'll ease into it, and I hope it's beneficial for you too. So, 18.5, Don asked and said, thank you, regarding the one before. I have a question here from Jim, Jim McCarty, that I'll read verbatim. Quote, much of the mystic tradition of seeking on earth holds that belief that the individual self must be erased or obliterated and the material world ignored for an entity to reach nirvana, as it's called, or enlightenment. What's the proper role of the individual self and its worldly activities in aiding an entity to grow more into the law of one? It's a great question. So uh, <clears throat> I will just read Ra's answer and then um, go into it. Ra said, the proper role of the entity is in this density to experience all things desired, to then analyze, understand, and accept these experiences, distilling from them the love light within them. Nothing shall be overcome. That which is not needed falls away. This is in relation to this notion that mystic traditions say, or some people do say, self or ego must be erased Ra saying, nothing shall be overcome, that which is not needed falls away. The orientation, moral, develops due to analysis of desire. These desires become more and more distorted towards conscious application of love light as the entity furnishes itself with distilled experience. We have found it to be inappropriate in the extreme to encourage the overcoming of any desires except to suggest the imagination rather than the carrying out in the physical plane, as you call it, of those desires not consonant with the love one, this preserving the primal distortion of free will. The reason it is unwise to overcome is that overcoming is an unbalanced action. <clears throat> so, again, the reason it's unwise to overcome is that overcoming, which, again, <laughs> has to be unpacked when you mean overcoming, overcoming is an unbalanced action creating difficulties in balancing in the time-space continuum. Overcoming thus creates the further environment for holding on to that which apparently has been overcome. All things are acceptable in the proper time for each entity and in experiencing, in understanding, in accepting, in then sharing with other selves the appropriate description of this guidance of, of what's be of, of the nature of the guidance here the appropriate description shall be moving away from distortions of one kind to distortions of another which may be more consonant with the law of one meaning less distorted it is shall we say a shortcut to simply ignore or overcome any desire it must instead be understood and accepted this takes patience and experience which can be analyzed with care with compassion for self and for other self now, there's this is a, <laughs> this is a very rich answer, and uh, it's a very good question. In that, 
many people think that this is uh, that 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 what Jim is saying we ought to do, or he thinks they say we ought to do. Many people do believe this. I mean, anybody who uses the term ego, <clears throat> of course, most people do. Most teaching does use the term ego. Uh, is um, working with an idea that there's a substantial ego that needs to be worked on. And Ra's view, of course, was that ego is a concept that they find unworkable and understanding cannot come from it. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, this is something that I've said for many years. Um, if you try to, if you're presuming there's a substantial ego, um, you're going to have a hard time developing green ray, actually. When Ross says understanding cannot come from it, they mean love and understanding, the qualities of consciousness associated with green ray, fourth chakra, don't come from working with the concept of ego. It's not a real substantial entity or, or, or you know, phenomenon. It's um, a concept that is taken, uh, it's reified, it's a reified concept, ego. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, Jim's take on the mystic traditions, which I guess some do, I mean, I don't find that really in Buddhism or Advaita Vedanta, but uh, yes, some of the mystic tradition and some students interpreting those teachings then have the belief that, yes, an individual self or ego must be destroyed or erased or denied and also the material world ignored whatever that means for an entity to reach nirvana or enlightenment this is a distorted view it's probably an accurate representation of a distorted view but it's actually not the view of buddhism or advaita vedanta that uh, individual self must be erased or obliterated material world ignored there is obviously an emphasis on renunciation darn right and restraint and it is definitely not the same as Ra's teaching that the proper role for the entity in this density is to experience all things desired definitely not however um, it's very subtle and so uh, no Buddhist and Hindu teacher would say you must follow me or you go to hell never because people don't need to follow either of those mystic traditions, Buddhist, Hindu, to um, develop um, consciousness or attain higher, you know, spiritual level or something. It's not a matter of follow us or go to hell. That doesn't come from the Eastern tradition, except for <laughs> some distorted Mahayana and some distorted Hindu nationalism, maybe. But in general, it isn't the view um, that the self must be obliterated or erased. But it surely is, um, a, the, are traditions that um, are very careful with one's own mind in the way of um, allowance and prohibition. They're very much associated with the value of restraint. Excuse me. And so, there is some truth to this perspective of the Eastern traditions. So let's get into what Ross says from their understanding, which is associated with their path of evolution. 
which was not what I would say is adept path um, finish in seven lifetimes as Buddhism presents um, as, as Gautama taught that that can be done that can happen that's not what they did they took the slow road the slow road is exactly as Ross said and there's nothing wrong with it either there's nothing better about fast than slow and people crash and burn on a fast path and uh, some souls are very much in balance on a slower path for sure but their path was not um, get out of the octave ASAP their path was stay with the group and evolve in collective formation to some degree in harmony with um, the points of dimensional shift when the harvest occurred on there on Venus from third to sixth density so okay let's jump in first paragraph you know actually all of this is very geometrically <clears throat> um, um, established or geometrical in its uh, basis the first paragraph is a is a is a brief <laughs> summary of how Ra understands soul purpose in third density the next paragraph uh, discusses uh, the development of some achieved soul purpose called orientation the purpose is to <laughs> develop orientation in 3d and then to take the show on the road and continue on the path of, of positive or negative. Then Ra explains the nature of overcoming, and that addresses uh, Jim's conception that some of the Eastern traditions have that view, and some people who misinterpret Eastern view do have that view. Uh, in the Buddhist view, basically, uh, uh, there is no... Uh, the self is an insubstantial construct, and... And in the Hindu view, the nature of self is ultimately deity or godhead or the at one with source. And the purpose of both paths um, is to be free of illusion and return to source. And be free of desire and free of uh, confusion and distortion and free of ultimately personalistic identity. Gautama really doesn't say what sense of identity, if any, proceed, you know, succeeds, comes after breaking the eighth fetter. Uh, and Hinduism has a view that, you know, Atman uh, becomes Paramatman, or uh, so-called self returns to Brahman and source, and then, uh, you know, <laughs> is one with Krishna or, or Vishnu or Shiva, or um, lives in Satchitananda, the bliss of Satchit, meaning awareness of ultimate reality beyond concept, beyond um, beyond all illusion and maya. That's their view, <clears throat> that, that self is a, an inevitable um, a, a experience that um, falls away <laughs> when it's no longer needed. The concept of selfhood, identity, separative, uh, you know, agency falls away naturally. So that's actually really what they'll say. <clears throat> not that it should, not that it's a substantial that needs to be erased. That it's an insubstantial that will naturally fall away. And so, okay, and that's similar to what Ross says. But after discussing overcoming, they talk about again this understanding of um, all things appropriate and 
so it's a back and forth dialectic between the uh, their understanding of purpose and the uh, misunderstanding of purpose associated with the obliteration or erasure of a false, uh, you know, harmful selfhood or something. They're, they're contrasting that view, which is not <laughs> quite the Buddhist Hindu view, uh, with what they're advising. And so they're advising the proper role of the entity in this density, the proper role, the proper work, the duty, the obligation, is to experience all things desired. Hmm. Then do what? Well, then experience them includes experience your rage and your grief and your fear of course and experience what's in front of you with others um whether they're in uh, positive or negative states meaning in their in love wisdom or they're in heavy distortion whatever experiencing it willingness to experience fully then analyze understand and accept all of that is ultimately love, wisdom, balancing. Then distilling from them, from those experiences, the love light within them, within them, therein. What love light? Well, learning what we come, what's commonly called learning from experience, the efficient use of catalyst, moving from the third position catalyst to the fourth position experience in the tarot or archetypal mind sequence of seven nodes or points. Um, using catalyst well uh, and um, really you know the, the the what is it the the life unexamined is not worth living Spinoza or some philosopher said something like that it's a there's a paraphrase and I forgot the exact quote uh, if you don't learn from your experience then you will repeat their density endlessly of course if you continue rejecting the learning the learning is the utilization of the catalyst or what's commonly called experience by our application of love wisdom we use that for greater love wisdom <laughs> by the right use of green blue indigo the right use of uh, acceptance and and care or kindliness non-control to accept and allow and thus experience and feel then to the higher function of understanding or wisdom, discerning, comprehending, understanding causality, understanding responsibility, um, understanding consequence, understanding options, um, understanding how, how valuable is both the desire and our experience of the fulfillment of the desire. What happened now? Okay. I want to stay out every night and party hardy. Okay. Well... Uh, I did it for uh, five days straight and then collapsed on the sixth day and now I'm in the hospital with pneumonia for three weeks. Okay. Well, did you learn something from that? Yeah, I learned I shouldn't do that. Okay. Or do it for two nights rather than five nights. That's it. That's a, that's a distillation of love light therein from the nature of the catalyst of the experience of the consequences of the desire. Oh, seems to be, right? seems to be and that's very simplistic <clears throat> so meanwhile absolutely it's a, it's essential to put in raw saying it's inappropriate in the extreme so anybody who thinks that this 
raw material came from some negative source <laughs> or a government source or a mind control source or a technological fabricated uh, uh, mind transfer source should consider how serious raw speaks against infringing on other very serious <laughs> very again and again and again they don't even answer don's questions because they say it's infringing uh is that going to come from a surface to self source i don't think so that's just for the very few who are still grappling with this whether this is a good or bad and should i read it or should i tell everybody not to read it because that's good for them because it's bad because i know because they think such so Ross said, we found it to be inappropriate in the extreme to encourage the overcoming of any desires, but rather to su uh, suggest in the imagination, use the imagination rather than carrying out in the physical plane of desires not consonant with the law of one, preserving the primal distortion of free will of others' free will. So it's extremely inappropriate to um, recommend suppression of desire Overcoming really means here suppression. Overcoming means I want to kill it. I don't want it. Not I will feel it or know it or understand it or accept it. I hate it and I will kill it and I don't even have it. <laughs> it you know, just don't worry, be happy. Just smile. Just, just say no. No, that's not what Ra is recommending. <clears throat> Meanwhile, they're very clearly saying use your imagination <laughs> not act upon it ah so experience all things desired and those desires that may infringe on other people or do harm to self and other or at least in harm to other should be uh, experienced imaginatively that's actually a a <clears throat> a, a, a sort of esoteric mahayana and Vajrayana Buddhist uh, practice. There is something like that, actually. Not to ramp up fantasy in the mind, but tantric path, the, the Trungpa Rinpoche talk about this. There is some, from what I, my experience of Vajrayana, <clears throat> there is some tantric practices. There are practices that are associated with uh, play it out in your mind uh, to be free of it. And uh, not necessarily, it, it, it's a combination of don't hurt others and don't hurt yourself. But there are absolutely, for sure, as far as I know, um, I've seen tantric practices that seem to encourage playing out or working through imagination than physical conduct. So there is some of that there. But basically, Ra is saying, if you, number one, make sure you try <laughs> don't hurt anyone or don't infringe on, you know, preserve, make sure you preserve free will, meaning their free will. It's our free will to, to be careful of their free will, not to infringe their free will, meaning not to experience all things desired or go for it and act out upon a desire that hurts anyone. Uh, but when we don't suppress <clears throat> and avoid and don't also are attentive to make sure that we're trying not to hurt anybody and whatever is a little bit off the radar we would play it out in imagination 
orientation comes naturally with the analysis of desire, not the desire, not do it and you will um, um, align on spiritual path. No, it's do it and don't hurt anybody and don't infringe anybody and analyze it. The analysis of the desire is associated with the allowing of the experiencing of all things desired. Experience all things desires means follow desires that don't infringe. And those that do play out in imagination. Uh, but by analysis then, it's not simply do it and you'll be on the path. Or do anything you want and you'll be on the path. It's do that which you've determined to be ahimsa and harmless as much as possible and then analyze it and so analyze understand and accept the experiences and then basically uh, that requires an understanding of motivation why am I doing this what do I want and then the consequences of what happened and how was it for you and was it good for self and other or was it harmful or was it mixed or was it nothing or what and so there's they're very strongly <laughs> uh, encouraging um, people not to suppress but that doesn't mean go for it do what thou will it does not mean that it means be careful not to hurt anybody and um, act freely. I mean, I think St. Paul in the New Testament somewhere said something like, love and do as thou wilt, love and do as you wish. Something like that. Yeah, well, if there's um, kindness or some care, we naturally can feel pain when we're causing others pain, even in a very subtle way. I remember many years ago, I figured out by, by experience that simply pointing in someone's direction hurt them for a moment meaning I could feel, I could see in someone's face a moment of shock and a little sense of violation or intrusion when I pointed at them, even if I'm five feet away. Certainly I'm not pointing in their nose, but pointing my finger directly at them, um, I could see the momentary reaction of surprise and a little discomfort. And so now when I point, I try to point away from people when I'm pointing towards people, meaning... I'm not shooting you with my uh, my Jupiter finger. So one will increasingly become sensitive to other people's feelings and, and one's own. And why is it unwise to overcome, so-called? Overcome doesn't overcome. <laughs> overcome just suppresses in the subconscious, of course. And, and you know, sometimes Rod does not have the best language. <laughs> sometimes overcome. Maybe that means something to some people, but... Um, in psychology, it's called suppression and avoidance and um, uh, an un unwillingness to feel and know. So it's considered an unbalanced action creates difficulties in balancing because the, the, what, what is being suppressed, so-called overcome, or a desire that the person is seeking to overcome by suppression, actually, it's overcome by suppression, uh, the very act of, over, of, of suppressing to overcome is another distortion. So if I say, um, I think you, you took a wrong turn, 
And the person says, how dare you? You always criticize me. Then the next issue is my perception that their comment is a distortion and a mistake or, or a wrong assessment. No, I don't always criticize you, actually. And so adding uh, trouble upon trouble is, um, <laughs> is what happens when uh, one seeks to overcome by suppression or avoidance. It itself is a distortion. It itself creates more trouble or more work for balancing in the future. And so overcoming <laughs> uh, or suppression it creates a further environment. It creates karmic seeds. It establishes karmic seeds that are an example of holding on which that which has apparently been overcome. It's called grasping and aversion. It's called uh, craving and clinging and attachment. It's, it's simply the inevitable uh, karmic binding or attachment process that is the result of grasping and aversion. If I hate it and push it away, if I need it and cling hard to it, in both cases, uh, the object is bound tighter. So rejection is, is attachment, uh, just as much as um, cherishing. So if I hate it, I'm bound to it. And the greatest freedom from it is, is a natural indifference. I just don't care. There are countless things that we never think about doing because we have absolutely no interest. That's freedom from desire. Like, um, I talked to somebody about this, uh, punch my knee. I'd like to punch my knee. What? No, I never think about it other than talking this way. Uh, it's a desire that has never arisen other than uh, thinking about a, de a desire that's never arisen. <laughs> and so I have no issue being free from that desire because, and, and we have countless desire, there are countless desires <laughs> uh, Attachments we don't have, we never even think of them. But what we think of, we are, are truly desires. And the, the point is that by trying to avoid or suppress, um, we're, we're um, dishonest. And we're um, more ignorant of, of the so-called self. And so <clears throat> it's a self-rejection, so-called, to reject particular thoughts and feelings Reject in the way of um, seeking to kill them out, extinguish them. And so Ra's view is, is very <clears throat> centered in love wisdom, not in the desire to be free of the octave yet, but to, to return to unity or develop you know, love wisdom balance sufficient to go to fourth density and then uh, finish, um, so, you know, finish the path eventually. Uh, all things are acceptable in the pro in the proper time, and that is sort of a, a baseline trust in in what what I is a trust in self, or it's a trust in one's own being. Self is a being of infinite worth. Ross said, uh, "There's profound trust that uh, no matter what happens." Uh, one can work one's way out of it. And, and people are all unique. And therefore, um, one size doesn't fit all regarding guidance on spiritual path or, or purpose, the fulfillment of life purpose. What I do 
may be done in a very radically different consciousness than the way you would do it. <laughs> how I live and how you live in some ways are the same, yet even how we act the same, we derive different, different results from it. <laughs> so people say, how would Jesus act? And let me just act like Jesus acted. Well, you can act as he acted, but you're not of the same uh, seven chakra development and consciousness and motivation as he. Jesus is not acting the way he acted because he wants to be like Jesus. Or maybe he was, <laughs> but he, uh, the, the one we follow, is, is, has gone on their own path. And it's really not right to try to wholesale apply the template of their path to ourselves. So anyway, Ra's saying, uh, trust yourself, actually. Uh, and it's appropriate that people have desires how they have desires at any one time. That's appropriate. Yes, if you follow them, you can get into big trouble karmically. Absolutely. That's why they said those that may infringe better experience imaginatively. Absolutely. And yet people hurt each other all the time. And one could hurt people and self a lot with this kind of perspective. Absolutely. So one should be careful. Absolutely. Yet Ra is saying, you know, <clears throat> all things really are acceptable in the proper time, meaning inevitably souls have a, uh, a composite of desires at any one point in evolution. And while some of them will lead to falling on their face, um, they don't know yet that they would. That's why they still entertain those desires. Desires that we ought to fall that that ought to fall away, haven't yet fall to, fallen away, and so we have a, a, a collection of desires, some of which are evolutionary, some of which are devolutionary or harmful. But if we still have them, we've got to work with them to truly be free of them, or cut the roots, or dissolve the roots. So then we come to a point where it's just not there. I don't need to suppress. I don't need to overcome. I don't need to experience. I'm not even interested. I, I have no thought of that. Something, something like that. That's real vairagya. That's real dispassion. And so Ra's saying, well, if you trust yourself a little bit more by allowing experience and then understanding and then accepting and then rightly when needed share with others, what will happen will be that distortions of one kind go to distortions of another, less distorted distortions or less fragmented distortions. So, and it's a shortcut to simply ignore or believe one is overcoming. It must instead be understood and accepted. And this takes patience and experience and compassion, meaning you have to suffer um, the experiencing of desires and consequences of, of seeking to fulfill desire and uh, suffer the experiencing of your own mind as it is, meaning particularly um, anger, aversion related, uh, grasping, you know, desire and grief related, and fear, panic, uh, vulnerability, confusion related. To heal their bases, they need to be accepted and understood and felt, a willingness to feel, a willingness to think and feel. And, you know, <laughs> if you do that, It'll put you, it puts one in, in such a radically different position than nearly everybody around us who, who is full of um, self-repression, full of uh, psychological defenses, 
very, f very significantly defended. There are many, most people don't even know there are, uh, there, there is a rich subconscious process. That there is a subconscious that has rich process, including bases of motivation and, uh, and deeper levels of, of themselves. So you see the whole materialist culture is extremely uh, associated with down and out, associated with the horizontal. It's not associated with the vertical, which is the inner. The vertical is inner and upper. Go within and you'll go up. Focus without or outside and you will go down. Consciousness goes, consciousness remains in the lower triad and the lower triad remains blocked in certain ways by a chronic materialist focus on society and material accumulation and uh, relationship. <laughs> While uh, transformation of, of the agent or self-transformation or spiritual development or evolution and orientation and uh, progression, polarization on one's path, as Ross said, uh, this um, requires an inward uh, focus and uh, only by going within can one go higher as Nichinanda said every moment as a test to see if we can go higher higher into greater expansion of consciousness and awareness higher means more expanded it doesn't mean rejecting anything lower and it means eventually freedom from the whole uh, polarized experience of higher lower inner outer so <laughs> the way to unity is inner that goes higher that becomes wider that includes more and is uh, progressively less fragmented and uh, that requires initially um, some bias towards inwardness interiority a an attitude of interiority know thyself Okay, 18.6, and I'll try to wrap this in 20 minutes. Don asks, basically, uh, hold on, yeah, this is a very thick reply that is has a lot of strange words that I don't understand. So, <laughs> I'll do my best. 18.6, Don asks, basically, I would say that to infringe on the free will of another self or another entity would be the basic thing never to do under the law of one. Can you state any other breaking of the law of one than this basic rule? The basic rule, he's saying, being that one shouldn't infringe on the free will of others. Uh, the basic thing never to do under the law of one rule. You know that? See, this is where you get problems because unity is has been uh, uh, conceptually designated as a law. Unity is reality or a, a greater understanding of reality um, a greater experience <laughs> a greater um, um, at one meant with reality is described by the word unity and the perception that the many is one including self and other and inner outer and upper lower yeah that's true <clears throat> um, but it's actually not a law. It's a reality. However, if one seeks to know that reality fully and be at one with that reality more fully, yeah, 
there are certain things to do and not to do, which could be called laws or rules. It's just a little bit problematic. It's basically the oh, very old um, usage of the word dharma as law. Uh, so the dharma of one, the dharma, the dharma of unity <laughs> is a little bit um, referenced here. So Ra's reply regarding Don's questioning that the basic thing never to do, the basic rule, the basic rule is don't infringe on others and therefore uh, don't break that rule. Ra's so answer is uh, extremely involved and uh, rich. So let me read the four paragraphs and then comment. Ra's first paragraph, as one proceeds from the primal distortion of free will, one proceeds then to the understanding of the focal points of intelligent energy, looks like chakras to me, which have created the intel, I'll just read it, sorry. As one proceeds from the primal distortion of free will, one proceeds to the understanding of the focal points of intelligent energy which have created the intelligences or the ways of a particular mind-body-spirit complex in its environment, both what you would call natural and what you would call man-made. So two kinds of environment, natural and man-made, focal points of energy, intelligent energy being chakras or foci. Thus, the distortions to be avoided are those which do not take into consideration the distortions of the focus of energy of love light or shall we say the logos of this particular sphere or density <laughs> so don't uh, infringe on the chakras these include uh, one must take into consideration distortions of the focus of energy of love light what does that mean well they explain how it looks in practice these distortions to be avoided these include the lack of understanding of the needs of the natural environment, the needs of other selves, mind, body, spirit complexes. So two distortions to be avoided, which are not taking into consideration logoic, logo, you know, the logos as the true nature of all being, right? The God is here. Look around, you see the creator. <laughs> and what you'll see is the intelligent energy manifestation of the creator. Uh, I mean, God is here not in the form of infinity, but in the form of light, which um, is constituted of um, specific foci of energy of love light. So the distortions to be avoided include lack of understanding of the needs of the natural environment, the needs of other selves, mind, body, spirit complexes. These are many. These meaning these needs, actually. These, particularly the human, these are many due to the various distortions of man-made complexes, complexes in which the intelligence and awareness of entities themselves have chosen a way of using the energies available, right? The plumb, the depths of the distortions infecting these peoples. There are many needs. <laughs> so I'll go into this again later. Thus, Ra goes on, paragraph two, what would be an improper distortion with one entity is proper with another we can suggest an attempt to become aware of the other self as self and thus do that action which is needed by the other self understanding from the other self's intelligence and awareness now this this phrase intelligence and awareness is um related to mind body i'm sorry is related to mind spirit <laughs> you know that's why i'm saying this is mathematical or geometric they they 
they're very much refer continually referencing 1372. In many cases, this does not involve the breaking of the distortion of free will into free will is a distortion. In many cases, it doesn't involve the breaking of the distortion of free will into a distortion or fragmentation called infringement. However, it's a delicate matter to be of service, and compassion, sensitivity, and an ability to empathize are helpful in avoiding the distortions of man-made intelligence and awareness. Back to this phrase, intelligence and awareness, three times in the last two paragraphs. The area or arena called the societal complex is an arena in which there are no particular needs for care, for it is the prerogative, honor, duty of those in the particular planetary sphere, 3D Earth here now, space-time, to act according to its, its, its free will for the attempted aid of the social complex. Fourth paragraph, finally, Ross said, thus you have two simple directives, awareness of the intelligent energy expressed in nature, awareness of the intelligent energy expressed in self, ourself and other selves particularly, to be shared when it seems appropriate by the entity with the social complex, and you have one infinitely subtle and various set of distortions of which you may be aware, that is, distortions with respect to self and other selves, not concerning free will, but concerning harmonious relationships and service to others as other selves would most benefit. <laughs> rich, rich, rich. Um, reply from Ra here. So, Don's basically saying, I don't want to break the rule. What's the rule not to break? How about the law of uh, you, the law of one giving us rules not to break associated with infringement on, other, on others? And Ra could have just said, you know, <laughs> in a very, um, you know, small-minded way, uh, don't hurt others, that's the law. It's not good to hurt anybody or yourself. Don't do that. But they gave rather a very involved reply, uh, which includes, um, uh, which is taken from the perspective of um, cos cosmology or cosmogenesis, particularly um, teleology. Teleology is... Um, study of ends, um, purpose and ends. The purpose of creation is soul evolution. The purpose of soul evolution in creation is for um, rich, you know, enhanced experience by the infinite creator of the infinite creator, by the generation of light and space and time and octaves of dimensions in which then you have these foci of mind-body-spirit complexes who then have some experience of free will who then need to get with the program and get on the path and move right along on positive or negative path you know the original desires entities seek and become one Ross said so in line with that um, beginning um, with the law of free will the primal distortion of free will which is considered distortion because it, it associates with, that's <laughs> on the polarity of freedom versus control, or self and other, or choice. There's no polarity in unity, and so there's no free will in unity. That's why Ross said the crystallized healer has no will. So, then, as one, Ra takes it from the top, from the, the expression of will, the generated light, 
the action of free will upon love generated light, logoic will generating light, then from that perspective, one understands that that light came into focal points. The light is intelligent energy. It, it differentiates to uh, seven focal points or seven foci. That seven foci creates then what called the intelligences or ways of particular beings, my body spirit complex, in their environment. So uh, light differentiates into seven rays. The seven rays differentiates into beings and um, so-called environment. The, what's the environment, right? It's <laughs> elemental, mineral, animal, uh, plant and animal. So it's first and second density. The environment is first and second density and, and you know, totality, of course. <laughs> the environment is totality. I live in totality. Where are you from? I'm in totality. Why are you in this country? Why are you on my planet? <laughs> some people may say. So uh, that's just a, a joke for some people. Uh, so um, light differentiates into a, into a seven, an octave or a septonate. Then that octave or septonate creates naturally or by free will leads to there being particular ways of a particular being or person or human in the environment. And the environment is both natural and man-made, meaning the environment of the so-called individual is both natural, first and second density, and third density, <laughs> human, other selves, social. So what to avoid um, is um, neglect or lack of consideration of the environment of first and second density and third meaning the natural environment of first and second density, the mineral flora and fauna, and the human societal. Don't ignore it. Take it into consideration. Don't make trouble, <laughs> basically. Don't further fragment. Don't fragment uh, what you call man-made. So there's the human and there's the natural. Okay. What to avoid is that which in, in many ways comes from a lack of care, a lack of um, sensitivity, it's a cutting off, a um, isolative, isolation in the way of um, denial, disregard, um, disdain, some words with D, uh, of others and the environment. That's harmful. That, that's a problem. And so, the, but Ra is really saying that when you don't take into consideration the natural environment and the man-made environment and then others the human artifacts of human infrastructure and the human beings themselves and our friends and family and people around us and the natural environment when we um when we don't take them into consideration we fall into certain distortions what we're avoiding is um the logos in the form of first and second and third density life <laughs> we we're rejecting the logos we're, we're not taking the logos into consideration when we're not in right relationship or harmonious relationship with the, the earth and the plants and the animals and the society and the people. Hmm. And so what, what, um, what are examples of not taking into consideration the distortions of the focus of energy of love light or the, uh, Logoic, you know, God in form, uh, Logos in form, in the form of 
elemental, mineral, uh, plant and animal, human, and even uh, human societal infrastructure. What happens then is there's a lack of understanding of the needs of the natural environment versus second density, a lack of understanding of the needs of others. Hmm. There are many. What many? Many lack of needs? No, many needs, I think. Many needs what? Many needs uh, for human. It took me, you know, I've been <laughs> Heraclitus uh, and the shovel. I've been working, I've been working the field uh, in accord with Heraclitus, digging lots of dirt to, for gold. Actually, the, the, there, these are many, uh, I think, pertains to the needs of other selves. These are many due to the various distortions of man-made complexities, meaning uh, human distorted thinking, in which the intelligence and awareness, right? So again, intelligence as mind and awareness as spirit complex um, phenomena, in which, let's just say, mind and spirit of entities themselves have chosen a way of using energies available, meaning by uh, human mind and spirit, by intelligence and their native awareness, people, beings, choose their own way. And therefore, people end up with a whole litany of needs or desires. Needs is also a lousy word because they're really desires, actually. And that's, you know, much better. Because this, this discussion does have to do with, um, you know, rejecting a rejective approach, rejecting the approach that says, I'm going to uh, uh, erase my desires, so-called overcoming. So Ra's talking about needs, but they're really talking about desire. And so there are many needs. It's really desire. So Ra goes on, what would be improper with one is proper with another. So be careful, you know, judge ye not, because you may not know their mind. <laughs> there are a lot of jokers around. I mean, this is, you know, very few humans know how to use the mind very well. I'm learning. I'm not saying I'm accomplished but i know there's a work to do do you know there's a work to do the critics i mean they're very few now they don't want to hear this which is nice do you do the critics even know there's a work to do called self-correction and discernment and freedom from distorted and delusive ideas and mis and assumptions mistaken presumption presumptions and assumptions do they even know there's a work to do i don't think so they think the work is to uh <laughs> make other people follow them <laughs> tweets and likes believe what i believe they think is their work <laughs> not self-correction or being careful of your unrecognized distortions and blind spots and mistaken assumptions and presumptions there are very few people who want to hear that right they love power because they feel weak <laughs> so meanwhile what's improper with one is proper with another so be careful how to be of service. We suggest, Ross said, suggest the attempt to become aware of other self as self, right? Other self as self. And do that action, which may sometimes mean keep your mouth shut and do nothing physically, but love them quietly or be with them or just leave maybe. Do that action which is needed by the other self. Understanding from the other selves, again, intelligence and awareness, mind and spirit processes, um, serve others as self, <laughs> as themselves. Serve other selves as knowing other self as self. In many cases, it doesn't, meaning, of course, uh, aware of other self as self, see aware as spirit complex, uh, aware of, of the fact of unity. 
do what's needed by other self. Be careful, though. <laughs> and Ra even goes into the need for uh, care here. In many cases, of course, there's no breaking of distortion of free will into a distortion or fragmentation called infringement. Uh-uh, bing, bing, another synonym for distortion. Distortion fragments, thereby uh, it's called fragmentation. Distortion or fragmentation, synonyms, synonym alert. And so, yeah, what's a distortion is a fragmentation because it doesn't sufficiently appreciate the reality of unity. And it tends towards the increasing fragmenting. It tends towards increased fragmentation. Distortion fragments, um, non-distortion or love wisdom heals, meaning whole, meaning holos, meaning one, returns or unifies. Healing unifies, green, blue, indigo unifies, balance unifies, understanding polarity as a unit as a two-faced identity two-faced unity um heals while egotism and even using this the phrase ego uh fragments however it's a delicate matter to be of service yes be careful and compassion sensitivity and ability to empathize green ray all of brahma Baharas, are helpful in avoiding distortions of man-made intelligence and awareness again man-made mental patterns and uh, spiritual overlay. Then, what about societal complex? The arena or area, social complex, society? There are no particular needs for care, meaning um, fielder's choice. For it's what? It's the prerogative honor duty of those here to act according to its free will. You see, Ra doesn't say, doesn't see uh, a being as a who but as a what what are you or who are you who are you is the personal I am Scott what are you I am that I am I am whatever you know I mean what is the I hmm? so it's a dream it's a concept the um, the <laughs> what I is or what is happening here or what this one here is as Nityananda would say would be falsely taken as a self or self is a concept and shouldn't the concept of self shouldn't be taken for this one here this one here is not the concept of self it's the case for everybody it's not just I'm not talking arrogance here this one here and this one there and you you as one wherever you are is properly a what not a who the who is personal the what is of one of true nature and it's not even it's not my true nature it's one's true nature the true nature of one expressing itself through this one mind body spirit complex here like that and so that may be why they're saying uh the honor duty of those in the particular planetary sphere meaning in 3d social 3d space time to act according to its free will because um a being is properly actually a beingness and not a being there's a difference between the word being and beingness being presumes is a personalizing is a phrase associated with a personalizing of uh, or of identity <laughs> uh, to say i am a being is a personalization while depersonalization is not to be desired either 
avoiding personalization and depersonalization because depersonalization is the uh, you know voiding of a false personalization and so the nature of of this one here or any one beingness anywhere is neither personal nor de nor nor depersonal depersonal means oh i don't know i'm wooey woozy uh, what what one is is the one and that may be why ross talking about its free will the free will of that presumed being beingness thus there are two simple directives and and back to um awareness and energy or awareness and intelligence what what uh, to to live in harmony with the dharma of unity or the fact of unity seeking to progress back to source uh, what's required would be awareness of intelligent energy or God, the you know, logoic light in nature, first and second density life, and awareness of Godhead light in the self, and, of course, actually awareness of the Godhead light in other self, to be shared, so the awareness of the energy expresses itself, so express yourself when appropriate with the society, if you wish. Uh, and others then you have um, from all that one infinitely subtle and various set of distortions of which you may be aware right the conditions or uh, you could say needs of the physical environment mineral you know flora fauna first and second density life they have needs because they don't have personal um, identity yet and so what they do is what they need humans with all sorts of distortions <laughs> the first distortion being uh, false identity dualistic identity ego uh, have have not only um, evolutionary needs but also uh, reams of personalist desires and distorted perspectives so to be aware of all that the natural and the human the individual human and the collective human that is one infinitely subtle and various set of distortions of which one may be aware. Distortions with, with respect to self and other selves, not concerning free will, meaning don't worry about free will and infringing. What one should worry about or focus on, I think Ra is saying to Don here, is that one should be concerned with harmonious relationships and service to others as other selves would most benefit. Keep it simple. Uh, harmonious relationship and uh, which is service to others by the way even if it means remaining silent or walking away or scolding maybe but uh, be of service to others as other cells would most benefit as far as you can tell very subtle and this is um you know the 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 grounding of cosmogenesis into um, a logoic aligned or resonant understanding of purpose in third density in line with uh, intelligent infinity generating light and light generating octaves and dimensions and uh, entities apparently my body spirit complex and energy fields in line with all that reality the great work is um, to uh, maintain or to, to seek harmonious relationships with all and that that may not mean continued association with any uh, and all sorts of options are possible 
but it's Ra's basically, you know, brilliantly um, understanding the purpose of third density in light of um, the Logos being here now. And that what we have here is what the environment of uh, first density, second density, and the human third density society and people, this is Godhead light now. In harmony with that, um, helps us move back to source. And that's that for today. Next week we pick up with Maldek. And uh, that's kind of funny or bitter and uh, very relevant to today. So I hope it was helpful. Thank you for being here. Take good care and good night. <laughs>